Hello ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Devotionals with Ronnie Strader and I am your host, Ronnie Strader. In today's devotional topic, we're gonna, I want to ask you one simple question. To you, who is Jesus? To you, who is Jesus? In today's scripture, we're going to be in the fifth chapter of Mark, verse 1 through 20. And here's the backdrop. Jesus just calmed the seas. And he and his disciples was traveling on the other side, but he he wanted to make a specific stop. He had to, this was a personal stop, I believe, for Jesus. For they were going on the other side of the Galilee. And when they got to the other side and they got to the boat in verse 1, I'm going to give you a little time to uh, get your Bibles out. If you got your Bibles, if you have a Bible on your phone or on your tablet or your computer or uh, any device, but the Bible, to me, is the best app that you can use, the Bible itself. For if you follow along with me, like I said, we're going to be in... The fifth chapter of Mark, 1 through 20. And here's the backdrop. Jesus and his disciples come to the other side of the sea to the country of the gardens. And when he had come out of the boat, he immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Verse 4. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither should anyone tame him. Verse 5, And always night and day he was in the mountains and the tombs crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I do? to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. I implore you, by God, that you do not torment me. For he said to him, verse 8, Jesus says to him, he says, Come out of the man unclean spirit. Verse 9, then he asked him, What is your name? And the man answered, he said, My name is Legion, for we are many. 
Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near, near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave their permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There about two thousand, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine, verse 14, fled, they towed it to the city and the country, and they went out and see what was happening. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him and had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And then they begged and pleaded with him to depart from their region. And he went, and when he got to the boat, who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but he said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he has had compassion on you. This ends today's scripture and today's lesson. But this isn't the first time that Jesus healed a demon-possessed person. If you turn back to chapter one, this is the very first thing that happens in, Mar in the uh, in the recordings of Mark, chapter one, after he's baptized by uh, John the Baptist, and after he is Jesus is wandered in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and has been tempted by the devil and he and now he's come he's come to Galilee he's met he's met Simon and Andrew and brother casting a net in the sea for the, they were fishermen and then Jesus said to them follow me and I will make you become fishers of men And then he travels along and they go into the synagogue and he teaches and then this demon-possessed man comes out of nowhere and he heals him. But turn with me to chapter 1 of Mark real quick and we'll go over verse... And we'll go over... Verse 23, 24, and 25. And there was a man in synagogue with unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. 
And then the unclean spirit convulsed him and cried out to the Lord loud voice, and he came out. And they were all amazed, and they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What is this new doctrine for this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits to obey him. And immediately his frame spread throughout his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, to you who I asked the question earlier, to you who is Jesus? So Peter said it best in Mark chapter eight. 27 through 30, Jesus asks his disciples, Who am I to you? And some of them say, You are the, uh, you are the Messiah. You are the, some say that you are Elijah, reincarnated. Some say, but Peter, this is what Peter said. He said, You are the Christ, Son of God. Is this also recorded in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 20, and Luke chapter 9, 18 to 20? To me, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? I say to me, he is my Lord and Savior. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten Son, that whomever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God, in verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world. In verse 18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, and whoever does not believe in him will be condemned, but whoever does not doesn't believe in him stains stays condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son so why is it so essential to know who Jesus Christ is for John 3:16 was the great truth that motivated God's plan for salvation. Because without Jesus, there is no hope. There is no salvation. There is no world. There is no light. There is nothing. For God made man in his image. What does this have to do with Jesus? If you will, turn to me, to Genesis, chapter 2. Did I say chapter 2? I meant chapter 1.
For Jesus was there in the beginning. He was there in the very beginning. For God said, Let us, let us make men in our image. Who God the Father was the creator. God the Son is Jesus Christ. And God the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit that was descended on Christ when he was baptized. For in verse 26 of Genesis it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the birds and the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over the creeping things and the creeps of the earth. Who do you think God was speaking to? Was he speaking to the angels? No, he was speaking to Jesus. And John 1 1. Turn to John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Turn to chapter John, uh, 14th chapter, John 14, verse 6. Who is Jesus to you? I tell you who Jesus is in verse 6. Of John 14. He says, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the only way to the Father that is through me. Let's read that verse again. Read that, read that verse again. Underline it. Circle it. The 14th chapter of John says, in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does that tell you? That tells you one thing. That there is no other way to heaven, the other way to heaven, other than through Jesus Christ. How do I accept Jesus Christ? Romans chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 says in the 10th chapter of Romans 9th verse says very well how to become saved and how to accept Jesus Christ. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, your heart. That's where a lot of us miss the point. It's that God looks at our heart and not our outer image. A lot of us get it. A lot of us get it in our head. 
That's the whole thing about Jesus when he said, A lot of you see, but you not see. A lot of you hear, but you not have heard. But if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe. And through only God's grace, for it was God's grace that he sent his son in the first place. They sent his son to die on the cross for you and me. It's as simple as breathing air, but some of us sometimes forget to breathe, I think. <sighs> Believing in Jesus comes from the heart. It's easy as breathing for some. You know, if the demons... Let's look at Mark chapter 5 real quick. In, ver in verse 1 through 20 1 through 20 this time when Jesus heals or Jesus rebukes the demonic spirit and cleans the man from his demons. When Jesus set foot on to the sand, this crazy looking wild animal of a man come running out of his tombs for he lives in a nasty tomb. That's where people go to be buried. And he would cut himself. And he would howl at the moon. And he would howl and scream and curse. And do all kinds of ungodly things. And soon as Jesus set foot on that piece of land, the demon came out and he said in verse 7, he cried out in a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? If the demons can know who Jesus Christ is, what is your excuse? If the demons, let's think about the demons for a second. The demons are the fallen. They're the, some of them are the ones who have fallen from heaven whenever Lucifer was cast out. Thousands of angels fell with him. Where would they have to go? They're evil spirits. 
Even Jesus Christ gave the authority for the, for the thousands of demons to enter the swine. But he did not give them the authority to enter no one else. For they drowned. Now the pigs drowned, but where did the demons go? Back to hell, I suppose. For it doesn't say. But my point is, if the demons know who Jesus is, for he says, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, and Jesus said to him, Come out, the man, unclean spirit. And then, Chapter 1 of Mark, verse 23, the man in the synagogue with the unclean spirit cried out, the demon cried out saying, let us alone, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. What is our excuse? What is your excuse? There is no excuse. If a demon, an unclean spirit, acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and acknowledges that He is God, and acknowledges that Jesus has the authority over Him, just as well as Jesus has the authority over Satan. For he is God in the flesh. So, if a demon knows who Christ is, what's your excuse? You know, a lot of our excuses is I don't have time. But you have time to go to work. You have time to watch Netflix. You have time to look at stuff on the internet. You have time. You have time for everything else, but you don't have time for God. You don't have time for Jesus Christ. A shame of us. A shame of you. <clears throat> Remember this. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus can be for you? Like I said, He's my Lord and Savior. He's the Almighty God. He's the rock, he's the salvation, he's the light, he's the life, he's the bread, he's the water. He's everything.
For God so loved the world. The world. Well, let's talk about the world. He means the earth. No, he means the people that was is within it. That means all lives matter. For he died for every single person. There's a little over 7 billion people in the planet. And every one of those souls he died for. At Calvary on the cross. So, my question to you is, who is Jesus to you? If the demons know who Christ is, what's your excuse? And my closing... I close in a prayer. I want you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. And I want you to just. Think about. All the times. In your life. That you were down and out and no one else was there for you. But I tell you who was. Jesus was there and he carried you through it all. <coughs> he carried you through it all. If you're lost. And you don't know who Jesus Christ is. I implore you that you come to know who he is. For tomorrow is never promised. And every second counts. Don't go through life thinking that you have another chance. Because you can go to bed tonight and you can take your last breath. For Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the only way to the Father who is through me. So the only way to heaven, the only way to have eternal life is to believe in Jesus Christ. It's easy, as simple. as e it, Is it that easy? Yes, it is. Is it that does it make it so that you'll be I have a perfect life? No. What it means that your life won't end after this. It means that you'll have eternal life. That you'll live forever. This body is just a shell. This earth is just a passing place. Our real home is with the Father which is in heaven. So if you're lost... And you need redemption in your life. You need something to fill the void. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Allow Him to be your guide. Allow Him to be your Lord and Savior. For tomorrow may be too late. 
But right now, you can make the choice. And that choice can either determine the rest of your internal life. The internal life in heaven. Or the alternate. Hell. Which is con condemnation of the soul and destruction of life. God gives us that very choice to either believe in Him or not. But make sure you make the right choice today. Don't let it be too late. Don't let your deathbed be the only time you accept Christ. Although, sometimes that's the best time. But to me, you won't be able to experience life with Him. As you are alive. You'll get to experience it all when you die, of course. And all your answers, all your questions will all be answered. Everything will be. But until then. Make a decision today. Lord, Heavenly Father, I just come to you this time. Lord, to just ask that you just be with us, guide us, and strengthen us. Lord, that if there's anyone that is after listening to this, that they hear this message, that it touches their heart, and that you lift them up, and you convict them, and you, that you, in some way, you show them there that you are who you say you are, that you are salvation. You are life. Lord, forgive us of our many sins. I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and night. May God bring you peace, love, and grace. Thank you.